0: So yeah, so working with these, these different conditions of more active mind, more active body, and how that affects us. So the first really important thing, remembering this kindness to ourselves, um, and that the, the practice is about kindness, it's an act of kindness, and how can I apply that, how can I apply that to whatever is arising in my experience right now. The second um, really important support for us, and we've kind of touched on it in different ways, is patience. Patience, which um, now that I'm just saying that, patience includes kindness in it. You know, it's got that sense of okay. You know, whatever is is going on right now, what would bringing patience mean to that? And, and that implica- implied kindness in that because it means that whatever is going on right now isn't the whole picture. It's not who I am. It's not what is. It's not what my practice is. And so a little bit what I said yesterday of, you know, that seeing the, the big picture, remembering we're doing this for the long run. So whatever is happening right now is part of that. And so just... Um, To put it really, in really stark, simple terms, just turning up has value, (laughs) yeah? Just the fact that I've come here and I'm sitting here or lying here, you know, I've brought myself to the hall, I've brought myself to the practice, I've brought myself to the intention, just that has value. Just that, just showing up has got value, whether, you know, my mind is restless or I'm very tired, you know, but just the showing up has got value, and, and I'll say more about that um, in a little bit. Um, the other support is what Nathan was calling the active aspect of patience. So, you know, he was referring to it in regard to, to discipline. Um, but we can just say, you know, that active aspect of patience, which sees um, the value in turning up and then sees the value of coming back to our object of meditation. So that is a real support also, of just, okay, I've been distracted, and the bell's just gone, and it feels like, you know, I haven't paid attention to my object of meditation, whatever that was, the whole time, but right now the bell's going. So right now, the bell's gone, I've come back to the present moment, can I come back to whatever the object was, you know, another phrase of metta, or a breath, or body awareness. And as many times as we find, we realize that we're, whatever it is, falling asleep or buzzing with energy or thinking about things, you know, whenever we notice that, whenever we come back and just, OK, recognizing and coming back um, to the object um, has got a real a real value to it. Um, and, and, and it seems like we all need, and it doesn't matter how long we've been practicing for, we all need this reminder that our practice is actually, this is our practice. Actually, the recognizing where we are and coming back, that is the core of our practice. It's not a kind of a side, a side route. It's not what happens when we're not doing well. It's actually what happens most of the time. And that is our practice. And we come back. We come back. So um, you know, it actually shows us that meditation is working because we've noticed we've woken up to what is what is going on. And it may feel part of what kind of makes this tricky for us is that it can feel um, less deep, and it can certainly feel less pleasant than when our mind is more quiet and more collected. You know, it's, it's, it can feel a lot less pleasant and it can, and, and we then often label it also as less deep or less advanced or whatever language we use. Um, we're getting it less. So just whenever we see that, it's another opportunity to kind of rebalance, rebalance the, the attitude to practice, actually. And that's a huge part of the learning. Actually, no, this is the practice. This is the practice. So with that, you know, really seeing, you know, where there's that I want it, I don't want it, the contraction around, oh, I want my mind, you know, when I'm sitting here in meditation, I want my mind to be quiet <laughs> and calm. And, you know, when I'm out there working, I want the mind to be able to kind of attend to what needs attending. And and that's, it's it's got a beautiful aspect to it, but to also see the humor in that and to, to just kind of come back to remembering that, you know, these are all views and habits that we have. And and what is really being asked of us is to just attend to what is here right now, as it is, as it is, and feel the value of what we're doing. You know, this is a big part of our practice is actually to feel the value. Like I said, just the turning up, just the showing up to the cushion, to the hall, is a lot, is a lot. You know, if we think of our own daily lives, if we think of the way that most humans are living, it's, it's a huge thing that we're doing. And so to really um, feel the benefit of that. And also, on a very practical way, you know, when we turn up to practice, when we come to the hall, when we attend to our object of meditation and come back to it, we're building up a momentum. A momentum. We're building up a momentum of mindfulness. We're building up a momentum of practice. It's often this image that's used of, you know, it's like a tiny little drop that falls into a bucket, but each drop fills the bucket up, yeah? Changes what's in the bucket. So just having that context, bringing in that context all the time, or, you know, building up the muscles of mindfulness as we're doing this. So um, that's kind of a little bit of, of some of the supports and um, a few words about um, how to kind of apply this, how to actually apply it as we're sitting here and working with the conditions in our mind and our body. Um, so one thing that can be helpful for, for many of us, um, not necessarily for all of us all of the time, is that wide expanded awareness that we've been working with, so kind of stretching it out, stretching it out. Because whether there's busyness in the mind or tiredness in the body, stretching out of the awareness can sometimes really help to just brighten up the mind, calm the body, and give give a perspective. Sometimes a more focused approach can help. So kind of a little bit maybe taking time today which is kind of a halfway point, yeah, between silent retreat and, um, and the kind of work retreat to explore what is, what actually works for me. And sometimes a bit more focus can help. So, um, uh, metaphrases, metapractice can sometimes, um, help to, 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 keep us steady and calm. Um, or a more focused body awareness, maybe in the belly or in somewhere that's quite grounded, um, can help. Um, Mindfulness of breathing, if that's a a technique that works for you. Also, something a little bit more focused. So playing and seeing what what works. The more expanded, the more focused is sometimes the two together. Expanded awareness within which a more um, specific kind of awareness is happening in the body. Just playing with that a little bit. And really important aspect of application here of the practice is actually to take time to recognize what is going on for me so when i come to the hall sit down just taking a few moments to check in and feel okay what is present right now in the mind and the body is there a lot of energy is there a lot of energy or or is there actually you know a lot of tiredness in the body which is also dulling the mind you know can be one thing at one point and one thing at another. So really kind of prioritizing that interest and recognition of what is going on right now and doing it at the beginning of a sitting. Um, And then if any point in the sitting where you feel like you're you're kind of overwhelmed by something or caught up by something, also just opening to see, to recognize what is here and what can help, what can support me. So, the recognition and with the recognition or immediately after acceptance is really important. Yeah? So, recognizing, ah, I'm really buzzy <laughs> right now, recognizing um, there's a lot of bo- you know, body pain, <laughs> whatever it is, yeah, that's going to that's gonna affect my experience. So, can I recognize it and actually can I accept that it's here? Loosen up any resistance that's there. We can do that with relaxing the body. Can do that with expanding the awareness, and then bringing in playfulness. Yeah, bringing playfulness. Okay, so these are the conditions. This is what's present now. How do I play with it? How do I work with it? And and really with that sense of, um, you know, interest and playfulness. So you know what happens if I I uh, play with the breathing? You know what happens if I breathe more? If that's the if that's the meditation that I'm I'm going to do. Breathe more deeply, breathe less deeply, more long, short, you know, how does that affect the experience? Really taking time to play and experiment with that. Um, Breathing into different areas, you know, if we're looking more at body awareness, what happens when I breathe into different areas of the body like we were doing? How does that affect the experience? What happens if I expand the awareness? Uh, If I'm using metta as well, you know, what happens if I I do the metta with a very grounded body awareness? What happens if I do metta to sensations? You know, what happens if I do metta to myself? What happens if I do metta to people in the room or all beings? You know, just really being playful and seeing what the effect is. So this kind of quality of gentle interest and playfulness—that's really the key, and that's actually not different to what we are doing on the silent retreat. Yeah, it's not different. And so to really also um, remember—and this is the last thing to say—that um, you know these fluctuations of experience, this changeability of experience, um, is not different to our meditation practice you know and it's not actually getting in the way it's not actually an obstacle it's not actually getting in the way it's just you know a different part of being human that's showing itself and the same ways that we apply ourselves on a silent retreat where the conditions are you know for more stilling of the mind and more calmness the same things work also in this situation just with Kind of less perfection, (laughs) maybe. Less perfection, less ideal. And, you know, an image that always helps me is this sense of, okay, this mind, this body, this being, this is the lab, you know, this is the lab that I'm working with. This is how I get to know about life. This is how I get to know about happiness. So whatever arises is, is something to work with. Whatever arises is, you know, grist for the mill. There's this... English term you know something that can be used to to give sustenance actually to to the practice and to the exploration, so nothing is outside of of the acceptable and the worthwhile and just I said that was the last thing, but there's another last thing, maybe a couple um <laughs> just to to kind of um add in there that one of the things that can also come in, which I think quite a few people have noticed in the work, is our sense of the ideal or of, being, of the goal and how that can get in the way, actually, of the practice. Um, and so with a lot of gentleness around there, and, and that can be a real thread, you know, if I've noticed I'm goal-oriented when we're working, maybe I can explore that also in the meditation and vice versa. If I've noticed in the meditation that I've got ideals... Or ideas and goals—is that also present in other types of our, in other areas of my life? And often, you know, there is a thread. It's just more clear. We can see it more vibrantly in one situation um, rather than the other. But it, it can be some thread that's passing, passing through. And so, with that, just to end with a, a, a little quote from from Lao Tzu from the Tao Te Ching, um, who says that. True perfection, if we're talking about goals and ideals and perfections, true perfection seems imperfect, yet is perfectly itself. It's a bit of a... (laughs) True perfection seems imperfect, yet is perfectly itself. Don't try too hard to grasp it, just see where it lands. But I think what it's doing um, is, is really kind of opening up that idea of ideals and what should be happening. And actually encouraging us to meet anything that arises as worthwhile, as fuel, as juice, um, as manure for the fertilization and the cultivation. Of our lives of our practice um, and of our potential so leave you with that koan and uh, and yeah and let's practice together um, just with encouragement just to feel again at the beginning what is present right now what's the state of the mind what's the state of the body and then to, to, to choose a practice for this for this period of time and recognize what's going on, accept it, and then play. Play with it, investigate it, get to know it. And play like children do. (laughs) Don't be afraid to get dirty.